Good evening, Beat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about movies, This, uh, especially movies for about the olden days. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone, and I have a great, if somewhat tired, panel with me today. First up, he's just counting the minutes till he gets to go to sleep in Northern <laughs> California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. <laughs> uh, single column! Single column! <laughs> yeah, hold the line. Yeah. There's, Hold I mean, the line. there's lots of things that you're supposed to do at different times based around lines. We should stick together because we don't know what's coming through the gates, guys. Um, I learned, I, I, it was only on when when I saw this movie again that I was like, oh man, I've seen this movie way more times than I realized. Oh, because <laughs> you knew all the tactics. I knew uh, all like there's just so many moments and quotes that I was just like, oh wow, how many times did I see this? And like how impressionable was I uh, when I saw it? Because they got I... in there deep. I've never seen the movie before this, but I have listened to Jay-Z's The Black Album a lot, so I, I knew that Are You Entertained line really well. Oh. Were you entertained at that point or not? You both listening to the music and at that point in the movie, and I assume if I had been at the live murder festival, I would have also been, well, at least pay, like rapt attention. You know what? I think murder festival got way more about the Instagram photos. Like, I feel like it's, and, and the outfits that you wear, I don't think it's really about the murder as much as it used to be. It's not anymore. But. Alex, did you just imply that you watched this movie while listening to a Jay-Z album to see if they sync up like Wizard of Oz? It's got to be right at one point. Yeah, yeah. When the you gotta get real blit, gotta get real blitzed and watch fucking <laughs> Gladiator, the extended cut, because you need that extra fifteen <laughs> minutes. Uh, and you match it up with Jay Z, it's great. It, it was it was weird hearing them chant Xander, Xander, and then not and not hearing Jay Z ask them to turn it up in his headphones. <laughs> that part was confusing. Uh, let me finish introducing the panel to you today. We also have uh, at Anthony Lopez Part Two on Twitter in Portland, Oregon. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez. On my signal, unleash hell. Uh, Russell wrote that line apparently. Did he really? You know that, yeah. That is probably one of my favorite mo- moments in Gladiator. Uh, but that's because when I used to play in a metal band, we would open our shows with a musical interlude, and then it would say, <laughs> "On my signal, wait, wait, unleash wait. show." We would we would play that audio clip, and then we would just launch in the fucking metal. It was great. It was a good time. So I'm into this. This actually yeah. sounds like good production, except that it's a weird timing in a set for a musical interlude. No, it's the opening of the set. It's, it's like, more like, yeah, yeah, it's more like Yeah, it's opening. like you go out there, you're getting ready, you start playing like a musical thing my brother wrote on the keyboard, and then right as that ends, you hear, hear that quote, and then fucking the breakdown start, man. And when people in the audience heard it, they'd be like, best use of a gladiator uh, sound effect since Jay-Z's The Black <laughs> Album. Dude, we were playing in metalcore, scene, metalcore shows in like the, the early aughts, Every band had gladiator quotes and movie <laughs> quotes. Every band had like some kind of weird thing to open this show at that time. It was a weird. Maybe they still do it. I haven't been to a hardcore show in years. I don't know what's going on there. I have not listened to your hardcore band uh, yet. When when were you going to play me a CD? Uh, they I I had uh, someone recently message message me saying they found uh, one of the recordings we have. I'm yeah. trying to get a copy of it. I want to I want to see how that goes. Yeah, I would love one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll give you my honest feedback if you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> also joining us today uh, at Bree Pruitt on Twitter in Southern California, it's Bree Pruitt. Oh, if only I had been born a man. What a Caesar I would have made. <laughs> what a great Caesar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if only. <laughs> I think about that a lot. Hmm. She would have been the perfect Caesar. Definitely a better oh, Caesar. 
Yeah. Spe- uh. Like, one of the takeaways from this movie is, like, the bare fucking minimum you have to do to be a good seizure, Caesar. You know, like, <laughs> like, really, it's just not be a total dick, and apparently people just love you. I mean, he he did throw a pretty good Olympics, and people seem to like him for that. Do they love him, though? <laughs> All right, so this is episode number 423 of the show. We have now done as many episodes as the age in millions of years of a fossil recently discovered in China's Yunnan province uh, that is rewriting the history of how Jaws evolved. What? Yeah, like the movie? That sounds like, like a the... <laughs> It's a very old movie. Yeah. No, apparently we used to have these, like, uh, round mouths uh, with uh, saws in them, and then that slowly became uh, opening and closing jaws. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Speak for for yourself, round mouth. (laughs) (laughs) My ancestors, 423 million years ago, apparently, uh, had this. But, uh, yeah, so early vertebrates uh, for more than a half a billion years uh, were equipped with sucker-like mouths, not jaws. Scientists had observed a jaw-like structure in early placiderms, but their jaws were so different from modern ones that for many years scientists concluded that bony fish and the rest of modern jaw users could not have evolved from them. But the bony fish were vindicated because the discovery of the Quilinu fossil uh, and other placiderm genus uh, created the missing evolutionary link. I just, uh, I picture like the headline from Bony Fish Times, which is like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Final vindication. Three bones of a jaw found. <laughs> I didn't know the show was such a satanic, like, propaganda machine pushing oh. the evolution story arc. I see how it is. Well, but- God didn't make no mistakes on our mouths. He did that in one sitting 6,000 years ago. But how he made some mistakes, all right? Sitting? Like, I, my, my mouth uh, grows too many teeth, so we need to take some out. So yeah, there are definitely all some. Of our mouths. Like, the majority of mouths. He messed up most mouths. He didn't work very hard. It was six days. And then <laughs> no mistakes. Rested. Some rushed work. No mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> we probably he probably on hindsight should have revisited Jaw uh, and maybe reimagined that uh, round sucker face. That might have helped. Uh-huh. So many things. Anyway, speaking of old dangerous stuff, this week we're talking about the 2000 film, 2000's best film, right? The best picture of 2000, Gladiator, starring Russell Crowe. Two S's, two L's, and an E where you don't think there has to be. And Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. Um, why are we watching uh, Gladiator right now? Um, one, because I always wanted to and I wasn't allowed to as a kid. Uh, <laughs> that I watched part of it on a soccer bus one time on a road trip. Oh. And I can, did not can, appreciate can, it. Can the new subtitle for this podcast just be Fuck You, Mom and Dad? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually yeah. not a terrible theme for a podcast compared to our not having one. This episode, we're going to eat candy and stay up late. <laughs> Alex, you were 16 when this movie came out. Yeah. And how old do you have to be to watch Rated R movies, Brie? 17, but I feel like you've I been 17 for a while now. So, like, you 17. had some shots. Oh, yeah, but I had other things to catch up on. <laughs> and I'm so tired from staying up late and eating all this candy. <laughs> the parents Should've are right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turns out I, it was maybe for my own good. Um, so, but the other reason we're watching this though is because January is Jantiquity on Read It and Weep all month long. A study of how I think the theme is going to be how things used to be worse. That's my main feeling from this. Um, well, yeah, let's be open. We'll see where it goes. And are we? So, Ezra, are we? And other, you guys know, are we doing this because we really care about films about antiquity, or because the name 
made a pretty good portmanteau with the month of January. Uh, it's because someone said it, and then it became canon. <laughs> that's why. That's that is, what, that's true of everything. We have one of the loosest admission policies for canon, I think, of anybody. <laughs> but that's what happened. At one that's, point, actually, that, I, that's actually the slogan for the canon, I believe, is the loosest admission policy. <laughs> it is now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At some point, somebody said it, and we were like, well, that's on my schedule now, so it's January. <laughs> Yeah, let's watch some yeah. things about old times. It was either this or January Jones month, and she doesn't have a lot of good <laughs> wow. movies. So we can only... uh, I would be, I'd watch uh, X Men First Class again. Yeah, X Men First Class and just all of Mad Men. I'd be down for that actually. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, next January, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, her name's the whole month. Like with the Rocktober, we really got to shoehorn it in there. But that's it's January. like it's, you have to work hard. <laughs> actually, we can do January Jones month in like uh, in like August. Oh, good for <laughs> like Christmas in July. Yeah, well, it's like Jan, Jan August, Jewelry Jones. <laughs> Man, uh, well, if you guys want to have a special month that has a terrible name on our new podcast, Fuck You, Bomb and Dad, you can become a Meat Buddy. We're going to reach readdeathfoodcom slash Meat Buddies. And if you donate, you get to vote on upcoming topics. Uh, also, February, we didn't have a clever portmanteau for. So February is going to be another sponsorship month. It's going to be sponsuary. I guess. Um, so not, if you have, if you want to just instead of uh, doing the whole process of voting, you can just skip the line, pay the full amount, and sponsor an episode, and you'll get to choose our topic for the month of February. Uh, now, allow me to summarize the movie Gladiator in case you haven't seen it since you were, I don't know, exactly 17. <laughs> Russell Crowe is the greatest general of all time. He leads an army of Romans as they slaughter Germanic hordes who committed the gravest sin of wanting to not be Roman. Wait, pause for one second. You didn't actually say that it was Roman times that I heard, so it'd be awesome if he was like leading this awesome Roman army just across all of history. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gladiator 2 or Gladiator Infinity, where just like they have like a time travel. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> we got to get you to bed, my friend. Yep. So, keep moving. <laughs> he's got to get rid of these, these pesky Germans who are living in Rome and not thinking that they live in Rome. Um, and. According to the people on Wikipedia who were very mad about the wrong costumes being used, apparently the Germanic hordes are dressed like cave people for no reason. Oh, is that not what they wore? <laughs> not even close to what they would have worn. But sure, like, kill yeah. us if you want, but dress us well first. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, xenomorphs don't, didn't necessarily dress like that either, but Ridley Scott's <laughs> a man with vision, all right? Ridley, Ridley Scott understands that the cinematic frame is more important than, you know... <laughs> I historical learn, accuracy. I learned some great things from the Wikipedia, but there's nothing that Wikipedia likes more than bickering about the precise version of weapons in a fake thing. Uh, <laughs> they are so mad about s- swords and, and, and helmets that are just like from 10 years later. Oh, man. Uh, apparently, the helmets were worn by legionnaires uh, in AD 75, but they were superseded by a new design in AD 100. Idiots. Anyway, um, so uh, anyway, oh, so uh, Russell Crowe is so good at killing uh, these people who wish to be free that the actual emperor of Rome, a total celebrity at the time, um, votes him most likely to replace my son in the will. And that hurts his actual son. His son, Joaquin Phoenix, is super bummed. Ooh, also, good uh, note for, for wills, get it in writing. Yeah, it does, <laughs> it does help if you can get it written down because uh, he just whispered the will please, you get to be emperor, don't let my son do it no matter what happens. He whispers that. And then Joaquin Phoenix, who is like generally scarred for his whole life by his father like admitting to his face that he doesn't love him repeatedly, 
Um, so he's also kind of mad about this not becoming emperor thing. So he, um, uh, he in fact, his dad calls him uh, the, his greatest failure. <laughs> like, I, I raised a shithead. I feel bad about it. It's not your well, fault. It's mine. If, if your shithead does murder people, it's kind of a failure. That's kind of a boo-boo. Well, he doesn't even realize how much of a failure it is because then his mm-hmm. son murders him, and the will not being in writing means really that comes back Phoenix, to yeah, yeah, kind of bites him. So it's he a gets big inside incident here. Yeah, so the was, will not being in writing is like when you watch something that it, like from the '90s that could have been fixed with cell phones. Yeah, right, right, yeah. And like this dude wrote. Also, we have stuff that Marcus Aurelius <laughs> wrote. He, like he had time for like to make a whole thing on meditations. So like that means he had some time to think at least. So. Yeah, anyway, he's like, hey, BT dubs, Rome does not go to my shithead son. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anybody. Just this in the record, when you're done meditating, if your son is a shithead, don't give him the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, hashtag never Commodus, right? Pretty easy. <laughs> I, I also like the idea that his, the inherent sexism of the scene is so engraved that it doesn't even consider, like, oh, yeah, we can just skip blood and make this general the captain. Not my perfectly awesome daughter who would yeah. be amazing at the job. That's just literally something we just look at and be like, oh, that would be nice. Too bad no one would possibly ever think that. I would love a world where you can... Where I, well, it's the thing is, I don't like giving uh, charge of something to a blood relative necessarily. I feel like that breeds bad leadership. So <laughs> I would rather it be like a female general who gets to be in charge. Right? Yeah, yeah we're sure. Solving, we're, we're fixing one problem with another problem is what I feel like. <laughs> I, I hear I what mean, you're saying there. The opening minute, like, 20 minutes of this movie is basically, like, every time Donald Trump hangs out with Don and Ivanka, right? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you are my biggest failure. You don't have any of my virtues. Wait, you think Don Jr. is his biggest failure? What I mean, this one that we never hear about? I don't think he even knows Eric still exists. Yeah, Eric. It's like Eric and Tiffany. They hang out in the Tiffany, same place yeah. together. He, he, they don't count. Oh, Tiffany. Yeah, we Tiffany's trash. Yeah. Oh. I don't even know who Tiffany is. I, right. I, I think, of, I think the, about Baron all the time, but I forget yeah. about Tiffany. Is Marla Maples and Donald Trump's daughter? Yeah. Oh, younger than Ivanka, right? Or yeah, yeah. yeah he right. left Ivanka for Marla Maples, and oh. then it didn't work out. Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, anyway, so uh, speaking of things not working out, uh, Joaquin murders his dad, and then he gets to put on the emperor hat. And, uh, and gets all his powers. Like all that, his anytime you yep. defeat someone, right? That's what happens. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cla- well, it's, it's goes up experience right. level. Well, it's sort of it's it's Santa Claus rules where if you if you kill the emperor, you are the emperor. So Joaquin Phoenix is now the emperor, and he he gives Russell Crowe one chance to shake his hand, and Russell Crowe does that thing where he pulls it back and runs his fingers through his hair, and so Joaquin is now real mad at him and uh, uh, decides to have him murdered. And instead of giving Rome over to the Senate, he uh, stays emperor and declares a year and a half long uh, murder party sporting event that he's going to pay for with all of the grain they'll need for the next few years. <laughs> right? Good idea. Can't see it coming back to hurt him. <laughs> I mean, what's funny is that even after all this movie is over, like there's still like a, a sequel a year later where they all starve to death anyway because he still already gave away all that grain. Grain's not coming back. I guess they you can eat some corpses that. if you want. Well, and you can, I mean, I guess you can hope that, like, the increase in uh, uh, the 
the domestic product brought on by a better emperor will just pay for the deficit-funded Olympics. <laughs> but isn't that where he goes to at the end of the movie to get all that grain and that field? Oh, yeah. You know? Right. He's That's just going to bring it, it all back. He's, He's the farmer. That's the <laughs> That ties it all back. Okay, so meanwhile, Russell Crowe <laughs> decides not to get executed. Um, and uh, Instead, he uh, kills all the people who were supposed to do it, steals their horses, and uh, horses his way home to save his family. Oops, a little too slow. Uh, and then also he's captured by slave traders and forced to become a gladiator. So real crap week Russell Crowe is having. But turns out he's super good at gladiating, right? It's like it's like he om- almost found his bliss in this gladiating field. It, like he was meant to be a gladiator, it seems. <laughs> he was he I mean he was a good general, but he is a really good gladiator. He's like so good the matches aren't very interesting. Like when a tennis player hits all aces, you're like, Well you're winning. Or just when the tennis player just kills the other opponent and then like just wins like really, really quickly. quickly. Stabs the opponent. Yeah. <laughs> um so he's really good, but he doesn't really know how to like play to the crowd yet. Um but he you know, he works on it. He spends he puts his time in, he puts in his years in the minors, he plays around in some small town circuits. Um and eventually He's starting to get some attention from the big leagues when this deficit-funded blood sport starts. What a great opportunity. So he jumps to the majors, which is the Coliseum, where he kills lots and lots of people and one lion. And um, the was it, was it a tiger? I can't remember. Tiger. 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 Was all, all these people in one tiger. And uh, the emperor is kind of bummed about this whole thing because he's uh, he, well because he thought that Russell Crowe was dead. So he's mad that Russell Crowe's still alive from the execution, and he makes him fight a bunch of fights where he's supposed to lose, and then he's mad that he's still alive. And coincidentally, Russell Crowe, also mad that Joaquin Phoenix is still alive. Um, cause, so they're, they're, they want to kill each other, but it turns out Russell Crowe is the rock of Murder Olympics. The crowd loves him. He's just popular everywhere he goes, right? They just can't get enough of him. I feel like Anthony, he did, like, he never takes the heel turn. Even when he like kills their leader, they're still like right with you, buddy. Whatever you want to do. Well, I mean, that's you know because uh, he just didn't get enough time in the story arc. You know, eventually, right. you know, everyone loves a face for a good few years. You know, if right. he had kept it going for another two. <laughs> yeah, he did retire while he was still popular, um, and by retire, I mean got stabbed and bled out. Um, but we'll get there. So, uh, other plot, and if it feels like this is a long summary. The movie is too long. <laughs> That's where it's coming from. And we watched the extended version, which is like, if you wanted 14 extra minutes that are not related to an already long plot, that's what we got. Um, unless that felt like they were super critical. I went back and looked up the things we watched that were not part of the original movie, and um, all of them I could do without. Yeah. There's like Rewa- this- rewatching it, this, it's so obvious, like the sequences that are like, oh, I get what they were doing there, but this literally breaks up the flow of these two scenes right like there was a bunch of scenes like that that really stood out in this extended cut yeah there's like there's a scene where it's like after the war and he's like i'm just gonna walk around and look at all the people bleeding and it doesn't help a lot and then there's a scene where they like light some servants on fire for no reason that was not in the original movie like yeah anyway um let's get moving okay so oh so while this is all happening uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, has um, a crush on his sister, and her sister, his sister's not into it um, for whatever reason. And I can't, I can't think of many. Maybe his personality could be, it could be, or his face. Um, but she's not into him. So, uh, and she's kind of in love with Russell Crowe. But uh, she's working with the senator 
and Russell Crowe to get an army and start a coup and kill her brother. And it's going to be great. And it seems like it's going to work. But then her stupid son runs his goddamn mouth and ruins it for everybody. How old is that kid? Was like seven? Yeah. Nine. 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 Old enough to know that loose lips sink ships. You know what I mean? (laughs) Stitches get stitches. Yeah, yeah. There's so many rhymes about not talking about stuff at a turn, and he didn't know any of them. And straight gets everybody killed. So the the army that currently exists moves in, kills a bunch of the kills a bunch of the the gladiators that Russell Crowe has made friends with. And that's super sad. Um, Including Jaws, um, who had like kind of a weird arc where he was like fine and then just got killed and then it was over uh, well he 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 was fun he made a joke about about dying also with uh from poison food remember he was like he's like i'll taste oh, your yeah, food yeah. russell crowe yeah. and he's like oh no i'm dying he's like just kidding i'm not dying yet and then oh no i got i got shot a bunch of times yeah it does seem like poisoning a gladiator is a really weird decision like, uh, i mean i don't want to fight a gladiator i think it's a great decision <laughs> Well, for you, but like for the people who are running the Coliseum, it's like, look, the, the odds are they'll die every yeah, yeah, day. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I will kill you with time and your natural profession. I do not need to waste. <laughs> I will a lot do of poison nothing. On you. So okay. uh, then, Joaquin Phoenix has this great idea uh, to. It's like the only way he can win back his the love of his people is to kill the rock in front of them. Which, if you can imagine. How well that would work right now. Yes. Unless your uh, name is Bizarro Rock, it's not going to work. <laughs> if, if Donald Trump was like, I'll win the country over by fighting Tom Hanks to the death and winning, that's not going to help. And Tom Hanks would stomp the fuck out of Donald <laughs> Trump. Let's be uh, honest. Tom Hanks is straight savage. He oh. would clean the fucking floors with him. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Like, there would be just a bloody, wet, pulpy stain left uh, the Tom Hanks at his way. I mean, this they're both hot getting take. up there in years. They're both pretty old. I don't know that Tom Hanks is a fighter either. He seems like he'd forgive people. Is he more of a lover? He's more of, oh, yeah. Well, then he'd out Let me tell him. you, he would mop the floor with me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. In the way, all the right you places. Would, you would need to mop the floor after Tom and I. <laughs> okay, I yeah, yeah, you can yeah, just yeah. stop. It. So, uh, oh, so he's like, I'm going to fight him to the death in front of everybody, but I'm going to secretly stab him in the kidney right before we go out and then hide that fact so that the world thinks that I'm just fighting the best fighter of all time who's like always about to fall over and has no blood left in his upper body. This It's the most Vince McMahon shit anyone has ever done in a movie. Like, I'm going to get in the ring, but I'm going to cheat a little bit first, and it's still going to blow up in my face. Like, I have seen that at multiple WrestleManias. You guys <laughs> cheat enough. Yeah. It does blow up in his face, or actually it blows up uh, right into his neck, because uh, even a bleeding Russell Crowe is still better at fighting than Crybaby Emperor. And so they fight for a while, and he kills the emperor in front of most of the town, um, which is, like, righteous, but also seems kind of destabilizing for a nation. But if they don't like him, it's like, all right. Yeah, still pretty weird. But anyway, so, uh, but he's still bleeding really badly, so everybody just stands around not helping him. And as he finishes bleeding out, because of the Santa Claus rules, he's just killed the emperor, so he's the emperor now. So his first act is to free his friends, the gladiators. His second act is to give all the power over the Senate. And his third act is to die right there in the sand. I think his second act should have been bandage up these wounds. 
I'm just yeah, nobody <laughs> seemed interested in helping him with the wounds. Mm-hmm. People were just like, "Wait, but what do you want to do as emperor?" <laughs> we'll just watch. It's gonna, yeah, yeah. What's your hundred day plan? <laughs> or like finally, your t- your ten second plan before you die? He finally does get to finish going to heaven like he'd been dreaming about for a long time, uh, where he hangs out with his family. Who <laughs> Wheaties heaven? Yeah, it's very wheat fold. And also Elysium, right? Is, yeah, isn't yeah, it's yeah. not actually heaven? It's Elysium. It's a different place. Same general idea. But the Matt Damon movie? That's where he goes? Yeah, he goes He goes to the Matt... Gets a weird machine bolted onto him. It's very weird. He fucks up Jodie Foster at the end of that sequel. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know this. Gladiator uh, 2, okay. Elysium. So this is where gods and heroes go. Yeah, it's yeah. like... It's the, you know, Roman Valhalla, right? Wait, yes, so exactly. Then, but his son didn't die with a sword in his hand. Does that mean he's not going to get to hang out with his kid? Yep. Uh... Also, in the Look, daydream, his kid is still like a child. He's still like four, which seems like heaven a, is like vampire rules. That it's makes just sense. whatever age you died at. Yeah, you so got his kid is just four in heaven. Yeah. What What it's do you pretty... want, Alex? That there is no afterlife. That he yeah, was yeah, just yeah, having yeah. a dream as he died on the fucking sand. Is that what you need? Is that what you want, Alex? I think I do. Now that you say it that way, yeah, that sounds <laughs> better. Well, I mean, you can believe that. We know the truth, yeah. but you can believe it. That's fine. <laughs> Heaven, that, that, that afterlife can be your fiction. Is it hey, better than hey, it to be? I'll see you in Elysium, buddy. You know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the two of you and Jodie Foster. <laughs> on, on my signal, unleash Elysium. <laughs> I like it. All right. So that's the film, you guys. That is Gladiator. And... Uh, Boy, what a film! So let's go in. Uh, let's go in in the normal order. We're going to start out with a major compliment. Everyone said at least one nice thing about Gladiator. I'm interested to hear how you guys feel, but you don't have to spoil it yet. But uh, major compliment, Ezra. What's your nicest thing you can say about Gladiator? Um, I like Gladiator. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you spoiled that. I, I don't know. Like, to, I, I mean, I, I just, um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just, uh, this, this movie like held up for me. I don't know if it should have yeah. or not, but uh, just generally, I, I liked it a lot. This is a movie that uh, I think like uh, that that Sarah like before we were like dating and uh, like like basically this is we watched this movie at the at the party we went to when we realized we liked each other, um, and so like, it has like a special Aww. moment. Uh, I didn't um, realize it was a time where you guys weren't dating. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was it was antiquity. Uh, so it was, this is just—we weren't even watching the movie. This just—this was on in the outside. <laughs> it's just—it just, it just took uh, three hours for you guys to realize that you were into each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, but yeah, it's we're all there. So I mean, I'd, I'd already see it's it a good thing that like Clerks wasn't on or something <laughs> because you might not have worked it out. Well, so I mean, this is a pretty like in a lot of ways terrible date movie especially if you know, someone doesn't like a lot of violence and so like I remember like just like Sarah was like like just t- like, turning her head like kind of like away from uh, like watching the movie like what we're doing and just anyway it was it was just a really sweet moment uh, that I, I yeah that's this this is like it's a good movie I'd seen it before and I also like there's a, a like a very important I guess moment in my life as well so yeah yeah good job wow. Gladiator Man, I don't think my major compliment is going to get near as good as your relationship well we'll Anthony, find out what happens yeah we're going to find out Anthony what's your major compliment uh, my major compliment is my name is Maximus Decimus uh, Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Phoenix Legions, loyal servant of the true emperor Mercus Aurelius, <laughs> father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Yes! Is the fucking greatest line of dialogue. 
Uh, I mean, not necessarily the greatest, but it is my favorite in this movie. This movie's yeah. filled with great lines and great performances. I forgot how good Richard Harris uh, was in this movie. Connie Nilsson, Walking Phoenix is obviously yeah. great. Um, yeah, he is. I mean, he's, he's a lot of stuff. I don't know. I, 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 uh, that line, the way that, that sequence is, is played out, the way Russell Crowe delivers it, like... Yeah. So that I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. The look on Walking Phoenix's face yeah. when he says that to him. It's just it's I I I I was like watching the movie, I was like, I, I've seen Gladiator a handful of times. I really like it. Uh and then uh-huh. like I remembered that line was mm-hmm. coming up like five minutes before and I got excited. Like I was yeah. about to see my favorite part of a ride. I was like, Oh, this is it. <laughs> this is it. I gotta buckle up. Get my sword loose. It's just, it's such a great moment. I love it. Commodus so should like, Commodus should like, yeah, yeah. No, we've met. Like, you don't, you don't have to say the whole thing. <laughs> okay, hey, hey, what's up, Maxis? I didn't recognize you. Yeah, no, I, I got it. Okay, cool. I thought that was you. All right. Anyway, uh, or is it like it's like the that Antigua Montoya line? Like yeah, he just says that to everyone yeah. he meets, and it's been yeah years of just him saying that everywhere he goes. Uh, uh, my major compliment is uh, I liked the friendships. So, yeah. like, being a gladiator is super dangerous, and you know you're not going to be there for very long, and probably most of them are not there to make friends. But they, <laughs> Are they there to win? They're there, they're, they're there to win. <laughs> but they super did make friends. Like, yeah. he became buddies with Jaws and uh, with the hunter guy, and they uh, they had fun times together. They told dirty jokes, and, and they cared about each other. Cleaned each other's wounds. Yeah, they with worms at one point with maggots. Yeah, yeah. maggots. Yeah, yeah. Put maggots in each other's oh. wounds. What a buddy. Uh, but I, I actually really did think it was cool. And when Jaws got uh, unceremoniously killed, uh, I was super bummed for him. Right? It's just so big and so likable after that joking moment with the stew. They yeah. bonded yeah. over stew. Everyone likes a good stew joke. Don't oh, tell me otherwise. So charming. Anyway, I really did. I like this is a hundred. Like I'm, I'm making jokes, but I was like genuinely. I thought like their their broness was kind of lovely. Yeah. And under difficult times, and uh, even if you it's, survive this, it's just going to be PTSD for the rest of your short Roman life. But still, they uh, seemed happy for that moment. It's one yeah. of the things that really Scott doesn't get a lot of credit for. Like he gets credit for like his visuals and the way his, his films feel. But if you think back to like aliens or like the androids and uh, the replicants in like the first Blade Runner he's really good at like group dynamics like he's made some of like my favorite like cast of characters and the way they interact with each other you know he just has like a really good skill for that I don't know yeah, it's just something I don't think he gets brought up a lot yeah it's really it's really great when a director can create great male relationships in a movie with one <laughs> woman in it <laughs> Which is Alien too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Alien's got a few. There's there's two women in Alien. Wow! <laughs> Let me get Wait, Anthony, Ridley Scott putting, a cookie right now. Are you including <laughs> the Alien? No, there's there's two female crew members. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, but then so are you kind of the Alien that has a third one? Yeah, three. Yeah. Okay. Well, Shut the, the, fuck the up, queen doesn't Sit show up till the sequel, and that one has a handful of women characters in it. So. It is, and they all is, make it. This is what I'm wondering, Bree. I guess uh, I, I I'm interested to get to then because is this is this just a broy movie? Let's find out in your major compliment. Okay. Well, here's the. Th- I don't. I didn't like this movie. I've never seen it before, and I didn't like it. So my major compliment is, you know how they're like kind of recreating like a sports vibe yeah. in the arena, yeah. in the gladiator arena. I really like 
the snack vendors are just <laughs> are just launching bread loaves into the Coliseum. Yeah. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. Just full, yeah, beautiful, and- artisanal <laughs> loaves of bread. I'm from Portland, Oregon. Yeah. I know what a good-looking loaf of bread looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. It's got a strong crust, a beautiful artisanal mark on the top for steam. Some sort of flashing, yeah. Launching them into the Coliseum. People, people are, are sharing. They're ripping off hunks mm-hmm. and enjoying the sports. That's... One guy in the the nosebleeds is like, "Fuck that bread prices! I'm just gonna sneak in my own." Bring my <laughs> own bread. <laughs> they, they can't check us all. <laughs> so it's fifteen you know. coins for a piece of bread. That's way too much. <laughs> uh, actually, that, so that reminds me of my part. favorite fact that I found on Wikipedia under the section the the fictionalization section. Mm, they were complaining mm-hmm. about some of the the outfits, but one of the said, things they said is they sometimes took away things that were true because we wouldn't believe them. And one <laughs> was that they're in the actual Coliseum during actual gladiatorial fights, the gladiators would have come out and had some sort of product placement. They would have oh, like advertised yeah. some local good or service and uh, that we would just have thought that was crazy and so we wouldn't have we wouldn't have believed it, but that's definitely what they actually did. Wow. Crazy. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah that is good. great. So maybe the bread people were like, you know, they were like, buy, uh, I don't know, another, I can't think of a great Roman name, uh, Spartacus's bread at <laughs> Spartacus's bakery. How about Spartacus's sourdough? Yeah. A little alliteration. Yeah, that would, sure. yeah, that would be his famous dough. So, Spartacus's snack vendors. Spetzel? Just a handful of Spetzel. Spetzel. Uh, Spetzel would be the Germanic barbarians. He's like, he's a German. Get him. (laughs) Spartacus has to run. So, okay, so I. Okay, so Brie, you didn't care for it. Anthony Ezra, you both liked it already, and then you still liked it this time. I had never seen it before, and I was expecting not to like it. And then I did like it, and then I felt guilty for liking it. Sure. And now that's only been emphasized by the gender well, divide on the podcast. It's, it's part of I'm a I'm I'm like um, uh, Ezra's wife. I don't like um, yeah. violence. I look away. Yeah. So basically, this was like a 35 minute film for me <laughs> because the, literally the first yeah. um, half hour is this battle in the woods, right? And and then it and then the there and then the gladiating. By the way, this is another problem I have with movies of this sort. What about a, are we supposed to pe- feel nothing for all these other gladiators? Yeah. I mean, the, we. I hate I hate yeah. when movies yeah. do that where they're like, "This is the important character for no reason," and all these other people are going to die. Oh yeah, they're innocent. They're the same as this other character. That's why, but. Another, you know. another Wikipedia fun fact related to that, which is that they um, added all of the stuff about him dreaming about the afterlife because early versions of it, they were like, so we're just supposed to root for this guy just to kill everyone so he gets to kill the final person? Like, there has to be something else he wants besides just murdering someone right. because that's not that interesting to watch. And so at least they, they get that part of him. Wait, 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 wait a second, guys. He'll touch some wheat. <laughs> Imagine the depth of that character when he has some wheat. I, what is he going to do with the wheat? We don't know. Sell it back to Rome at exorbitant prices because of the, the deficit? we got to get this. Yeah, this, this, this guy has to corner the wheat market He's fast. <laughs> I, did, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm not a big fan of violent uh, movies in general or violence when I'm watching it. I, I, I definitely look away, looked away at some parts of this. I look away constantly. And um, 
but I don't know. I think it was partly the friendships, partly just the performances were better than I was expecting. Uh. Um, and I thought like Joaquin Phoenix is just an interesting bad, more interesting bad guy than I was expecting because yeah. he is so weak and pathetic the whole time. Um, he always like kind of he kind of broke the uh, suspension of disbelief because he smacks of this century to me mm. like every time I'm like why are you so concerned why isn't there a 7-Eleven you're supposed to be managing <laughs> you like greasy slacker you know what I mean like aren't you supposed to be with Steven Dorf somewhere getting into something <laughs> He does seem like the kind of like uh, pouty rich kid that would like crash a jet ski. That would be where we hear about him. Like he's not um, gonna kill his dad. He's just gonna go fuck up somewhere. W- Wikipedia said that uh, I think um, uh, the actor who played Joffrey in uh, Game of Thrones based uh, some of the performance on on. It on definitely this. feels a little Joffrey for sure. Yeah. It also feels yeah. a little bit like uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah, uh, where he's like super powerful, but just so sad about his father relationship. Always getting frustrated. The the scene which was cut from the original film that we had to watch, where he like goes down to his uh, altar of his father's statue and then just stabs the marble statue a bunch of times, and then he wants to punch it, but he can't bring himself to punch it, and he hugs the statue because he just misses his dad. Oh man, <laughs> I mean, I really do. I, I mentioned the virtue. Uh, like monologue he has. That's a good monologue. Yeah, I, I think it's it's really yeah. well written oh, and yeah. so well delivered. To like, you understand, like you see, you introduced to him in the vehicle, and he's weird with his sister, and he's like very cocky, and then like you see him practicing his sword shit, and then he gets a real moment with his dad, and like all of that cockiness crumbles yeah. to the sad, insecure person who just wanted to like live up to this, and is like built all these like things like well i can't be this but i do have these good traits like you can see like you can imagine he's he's just thought about this for years trying to like go to addiction i believe him i was like those are some pretty good traits you should like be the creative director of a water park or something (laughs) you do have a sense of what the people want you just shouldn't be in charge of money yeah and you should be a senator senator would be great you don't do much yeah vote twice a year Take bribes. Yeah, take some bribes. <laughs> that was a funny thing, too, is that this is all building up to, like, w- wouldn't the world be better with more sense? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yes, big government. Yeah. That'll be. <laughs> I'm really in the mood to watch some, like, finally these rich uh, white guys are going to get to argue about the country some more. Did you guys get that, like, year 2000 vibe from this movie? That's I was yeah. getting that the whole time. Yeah, like government being good, actually, <laughs> as being a theme. Truly, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that was a vibe in 2000. <laughs> it's it's come up a few times in Rome, too. But um, there were times where we had that idea. I'm not even against government. I just feel like Senate does, does not do a lot right now. They seem like it's a pretty cushy job. And uh, I just don't feel like they're going to get a ton accomplished once and they take over you- Rome. Any of you guys ever see uh, Ridley Scott's uh, Robin Hood, also with Russell Crowe? Oh, yeah. no! That yeah. that was that was real bad. But that movie gets into some like you like you look at that as like is this like a pro tea party movie? Like <laughs> the way it frames Robin Hood and his like political beliefs, and it, it's 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 very much trying to make a, hmm. a statement about like the now way more than gladiator is. And it comes off very weird. I really like fundamentally disagree with 
the point of view of Robin, <laughs> which is a sentence I never thought I would yeah. say. Uh, I mean, that it movie seems like really the, li- me- the king who's the who's a lion and his snake advisor should not have all that money. Yeah, it's it belongs pretty, to the foxes. Pretty open and shut case, but that movie really flipped that all on its head. Let me tell you what: <laughs> don't watch that movie. Um, I did. Uh, it's. I'm not sure if this is like. It shouldn't be a good movie. Like reading on how the pro- like the process of this, mm-hmm. um, and like how people say that Russell Crowe's really hard to work with, and his defense is like. I showed up to this movie and there were only 30 pages written and it was like, there's already well. 500 actors here and it's $100 million have been spent and you didn't even re- write a third of the film yet. I, uh, I'm not sure that's fully true. You, you know, if, if, you're, if you're interested in getting into more of like the, the actual like behind the scenes of it, uh, I'd recommend reading, what was this book called that I'm looking at? Um, uh, there it is. Okay, yeah. Uh, screenplays by David S. Cohen. So it has like twenty five uh, like stories behind like uh, like movies, and the first one is uh, Gladiator. It's like pretty interesting. Uh, oh yeah. The, so he's the, anyway, not as kind to Russell. Well, no, it's just or rather like the 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 guy interviewing like the the you know the writer behind it like disputes this basically. I guess what they say. Sure. Um, yeah. But 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 yes. Uh, on the whole, though, like there's a lot of reasons why this should not have been what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, like, Gladiator, it's one of those, like, it's one of those, like, all big movies that have such, like, a big cultural moke and win all these awards. It's easy to, like, look back at them and be like, oh, of course that was a surefire hit. But, like, the sword and sandal genre was considered long dead right? by the yeah. time 2000 showed up. Like, right. everyone thought this was going to be a colossal disaster. And, like, it's those movies that, like, oh, it's so obvious in retrospect that that was going to be a big hit, but... At the time, no one believed in Gladiator. Everyone thought it was going to be a disaster. Just like in just... hindsight, it was so obvious that um, that movie about Egyptian gods and giant snake people oh, was yeah. going to be a huge yeah. hit. <laughs> yeah. Was Crow in that? No. No, was no. It... That was just... A, it Who was, just... was that guy in that? It feels uh, a lot like this. And then it was was it? The, the uh, Costa Walla guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like a similar vibe, I remember. It is like, pretty similar to this. Yeah. It's also just like ridiculous, over-the-top budget and... Yeah. Um, but not a best picture. I was so surprised. This, Anthony, obviously you knew this. I did not realize this had won best picture. Yeah. And uh, even after like I liked it a little bit, I was like, that seems like a weird choice. So was I, 2000 I, a bad year for movies, or was it because well, it was so big? You, you ever stuff hear, that was good in there. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Traffic? You ever hear yeah, the, the thing that like the Oscars, you can pit like, just most in front of the award, and that's usually that wins? Like... Gladiator was definitely the most movie that year. Uh, <laughs> and, like, he figured that, like, the the special effects in this movie were really pioneering. Like, they, they hold up pretty well. I was really surprised. Did, yeah, that, the, the, all the CG snakes all looked pretty good. Yeah, and, like, oh, the, like the, the parts of the Coliseum that, you aren't, that aren't real. And, like, yeah. the, the dude that's yeah. not, the dude that isn't there anymore, that his, like, face was, like, digitally replaced because he died. Oh. Yeah. Wait, who's that? Who's uh, that? Pro- the the Slaymo? Yeah, Proximo, the the guy like who was like in Oliver charge of all Reed the, died yeah, during Oliver this during this movie. one. Yeah, he had yeah. three weeks uh, left of principal photography and wow. Um, yeah, Oliver Reed hated uh, Russell Crowe apparently, but uh, wow. but but Richard Harris got along well with him. So with uh, with Russell Crowe, their funds. Wait, so which one was he? Uh, which the, one? He's Proximo, the, the slave trainer, the guy who trainer. had the, the wooden sword. Yeah, I love him. You know, he's a musical theater actor, and he oh. was in Tommy. Huh. Oh, I love him and Tommy. He's great. Oh. Was he Tommy oh. and Tommy? Or was he someone else? No, he was Tommy's stepdad. Mr. Tommy. Makes more sense given the age. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I that's very interesting. I guess it is sort of the most of that year, but like um Well, I, I, the other one is is Chocolat and that was I think the most chocolatey. Yeah. <laughs> or the yeah, most Johnny that, Depp. It was, Aaron Brockovich was definitely the most Julie Roberts. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was the other one. It's that the was most the crouching. most. Yeah, it crouched. It, you know, and it hid. Uh, yeah, man, that's a pretty good lineup of movies. Those are all really good. And traffic. Yeah. yeah. Films. Traffic's yeah. I mean, all of those are great films. Not not, yeah. not bad. Not bad. Academy. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Considering like Lord of the Rings: Return of the King won a couple years later. It's just a weird set of winners. Yeah. I mean, I think that was a makeup. Like, I think it was like, you know what? Was, We're pretty yeah. sure, like, across all of them, you were good enough to have won one. We're not sure yeah, which. True. It was the third year in a row where they'd had one of their films nominated. They were like, yeah, right. Just, yeah, it's year. like, whatever. Like, three nominations equals Cumulative a win. points. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You, congratulations. You did one of the most impressive work of votes this medium has ever seen. We're going to give you every award there is. Yeah, like, that's fair. Even if it's not I particularly think, enjoyable, you yeah. can have these uh, awards. Uh, fuck you! They're all great yeah. movies. You I'll know what? Oh, this. This is, it's gonna, we're gonna have to do this for pod crawl at some point now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would pod crawl this for sure. I do not care for it. I think they are real boring. And 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 I just just watching. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, roll his eyes back in his head for three fucking movies. I think you're real boring, Alex. How do you like that? <laughs> I, I I'm gonna think that the, watch you. You'll be vindicated for that opinion by most of history. <laughs> but Elijah Wood rolling his eyes back in his head, I just got sick of it. He's just like always <laughs> my ring. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> yeah, why? So what, what's that? Why? Why do they spend so much time with that ring? Like, I really, like, honestly, what? I feel like that just came out left field. It wasn't in any of the titles or anything. Just don't telegraph. I don't get it. So long and ugh. he had such a good thing going in the Shire. Why don't you just stay there, settle down, do I, nothing ever? I definitely feel like The Hobbit is the best book in that series, for sure. The Hobbit is the best story, best yeah. film trilogy too. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Today's episode of Read and Weep is brought to you by our fabulous meat buddies who vote regularly on what topics we're going to watch, and also by our future sponsors. That's right, it's almost time. We're going to open up sponsorships again for the month of February. We're doing Sponsuary. If you're just joining us, we do a thing a couple times a year where we let people take over the show for a small fee. Uh, it's actually pretty big. It's for a, for a large fee, um, but other people still seem to do it. So I don't know. Maybe it's money is, means different things to different people. But uh, it's I guess it's small for taking over an entire podcast that you like. But if you become a sponsor, they're going to read this way become a sponsor on for twenty four hours on January twenty first. We'll accept applications, and you, if your application gets chosen, you get to pick the topic that you want us to watch or read maybe even but probably watch um the topic you want to watch and you get to pick games we play you can suggest guests for us to try to get we're gonna we do everything we can to make it your episode and it is uh such a fun tradition on the show and it with some way we've taken in some of our most uh interesting and most awful topics our worst topics we've ever read or watched have definitely been sponsorships so it's sometimes a good opportunity to hurt us it's a good it could be a good opportunity to reward us or if you just like something super niche that is not getting voted for enough by the meat buddies it's a good way to make the show very niche for one week so sponsorships will be available january 25th 21st sorry january 21st for just 24 hours so read slash sponsor and you can sign up on the mailing list to be notified but it'll just be on that page so we'll keep you posted and thank you in advance for sponsoring an episode of read and weep 
All right, now it's time for lightning bonus round. We're going into the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We're going to finish this shit up. Uh, this is our mini game segment where we talk about things inspired by the movie, but not necessarily about the movie. Uh, the first thing that we have to do, obviously, we like to play this game a lot of the time called How Would You uh, Fail to Survive? And this is one of those worlds. This is all of Jantiquity is a world where it's hard to survive. So instead, we're going to flip the game on its head and play our less popular game, How Would You Unexpectedly Survive if you were in the world of Gladiator? So explain what improbable series of events would allow you to live through this whole thing. Okay. I don't, I don't think anyone I had ever considered playing dead yet. So that would be oh. my first. <laughs> that would be my first thing. Yeah, I would just, I would just play dead, and no one would see it coming. Um, uh, I deeply know what I think. I, uh, I'm pretty sure I know what it'd be for me. Uh, born rich. What's that? Born rich. That seems to help. Nah, it's not enough. <laughs> no. It's um, a good start if you have the choice. So, okay, so you know when like the like the tiger pit doors like open up unexpectedly. Right. I think yeah. I would have been like standing on that door and just like fall in as the tiger's jumping out and then like sort of like just like kind of like oh, get knocked unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. And then like I could also imagine like I maybe like get like my like uh, some armor just like stuck over my head and just sort of like flailing around like wildly basically and accidentally sent off like a chain of events that like kills everyone else but me. Um, <laughs> I, I can see actually I could see when those because it's trap doors in the bottom of the uh, arena open up and, and tigers jump out. And you'd fall through the trap doors, and what would happen is you'd land on the ground in the sub-basement, and there'd be all these, like, tech theater majors who are in charge of <laughs> opening the doors and closing them, and so you'd be like, and they would train you, and then you'd just be a door opener for the rest of your life. Mm. And that'd be a pretty good life. I mean, it'd be gross. It'd be, like, blood dripping through your ceiling, but... Yeah, if that's your definition of good life, I mean, I'd take, like... You'd take uh, the writer who gets murdered really fast? No, let me think it through. Because that seemed the most, like, of the characters in this movie that I, like, I felt the most kinship with. It was the guy who was like, what do I have to do to get free? And they're like, kill a lot of people. And he was like, what else you got? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess I'll just take this and die. I do love, like, uh, when he goes out there and dies and he's, like, chained up to the big guy. The guy cuts off his arm so he has the chain. Then he's just swinging around a chain with the dude's hand in it. <laughs> yeah. And I remember so, every time I see this movie, I think, yeah, that would be me. I'd yeah, be well, that hand. <laughs> that, I mean, that hand That hand was, like, part of an important tag team, though, and, like, yeah. continued on competing. Uh, so that hand, I think, might have been undefeated. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, you know how I know that I would for sure not survive in this world because when that guy died I was like well how's he gonna fight now with dragging that dead guy oh okay like, <laughs> he solved that very fast would not have occurred almost to me. like he was expecting um, it so yeah, you I just gotta... like sat down next to the body and you're like well I can't guys you can't kill me I'm trapped time out I, I don't know what to do <laughs> um, I have a two-pronged survival method um, besides being exempt because I'm a woman so right. there would be no, yeah. You wouldn't be in the um, movie. Yeah, I wouldn't be in the movie. <laughs> I wouldn't. But if I was if I was gladiating, I would um, earn, I think, earn the trust of the tigers. Yes. Beforehand, um, I would I would be a tiger whisperer. You'd take, or, you'd take a little scrap of meat out of your stew and, and save it for the tigers and then that's how yes. you make their friendship. Every day I would go back, I would visit the tigers, I would speak tiger, and uh, it, would, it would be oh, together. The other, the other survival method is just to make out with my brother a little bit. <laughs> uh, just a little bit. That's all he wanted. 
just to survive. Uh, uh, Isn't this, wasn't this some edgy incest? Because this was not, you know, incest wasn't really out there like that. This is pre-HBO incest, yeah. Yeah. This is pre-Pornhub. Yeah, (laughs) pre-Pornhub. Actually, going back to your tiger thing, because I just want to not have to think about the other part anymore. (laughs) Um, it, I uh, I like the idea of you slowly befriending the tigers with with meat in the basement, and then when they're like, they open up the tiger pits, and you're like, oh, and then everyone is like, oh shit, tigers! Now what do we do? The tigers, you would you would be like, ha 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 ha, and then the yeah. tigers would run with you at the bad exactly. guy. That would be. Really I would cool. yell a word, and I would probably do in like tiger. a a Wonder Woman like yeah 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 yeah, and the tigers would attack. Yeah. yeah. You got to make it more like a wrestling, like, heel turn, though. Like, the lions are going to get you. And then right before they do, they turn around and attack the other guy behind them. Oh, and yeah. everyone's like, oh, the lions betrayed the gladiators. And then, and then Bree slowly puts on a lion hat. <laughs> yes. I was with the lions the whole time. <laughs> that um, one gladiator had a cool helmet. Remember that, like, Iron Mary? With the teardrop? Yeah. Oh, it was like a bear... bear um, like Mary Magdalene yeah. face or something. Mm. Yeah. Um, can, we, can we talk about MF Doom? I really want you to talk about that. gladiators. I really do want to hear about that. But before we say, I just want to get in uh, that Brie would form an alliance. All right, go ahead. It's the tigers. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's uh, basically racist. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Anthony. Talk about MF Doom. Oh, he he just stole the Russell Crowe's mask, and that's his gimmick. Besides oh. being a talented rapper, he wears that mask. That's his thing. Oh, oh that is pretty similar. I feel like yeah. he needs more spikies on it, though, right? Yeah, I oh. mean, he has a lot of different versions of them. Trust me, he's got a collection. Uh, I like that nose piece. In fact, I admired it when he was doing it. So now yeah. I guess I can like... I'm, I mean, it's... Wait, it's, but this seems like it's really close to the Doctor Doom also, right? So, like, did Doctor Doom steal Russell Crowe's, Crowe's... Like, is that how that works? I believe I. I don't. I think maybe by transit property. Yeah, because they both have Doom in their name, but one's a doctor, so he gets all the all your things. Mm. I I like it. We should wear more masks, guys. I'm pro mask now. Yeah. I imagine I I'm so anti mask. That whole time I was like, because I was picturing like he's got that cool metal nose, which just means he's breathing out of his nose. It's fogging up his eyes. It's just getting (laughs) sweaty in there. It's just way too humid inside that mask. I'm positive. And you, like, expect me to go, like, murder? I'm too sweaty. I'm too sweaty to murder? <laughs> you know, remember, like, you remember being a kid, you get a mask for Halloween, what, like, and you take it off after two minutes? <laughs> it's like that, but there's also murder. Uh, this is true, yeah. Caleb was an was a, um, astronaut, and, like, that helmet did not last. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it didn't. How did I not see pictures of him as an astronaut? Uh, just picture an adorable astronaut, but not wearing a helmet. <laughs> So, you know, a so little like, dangerous for a real astronaut. Yeah, so yeah. Buzz Aldrin without a helmet, basically. <laughs> but, and, his, and his face is collapsing in on itself because of the lack of pressure. Uh, I think it's expanding. It's, still cute. Alex. it's going out. Oh, expanding. What, however, that, however pressure yeah. works. It works, yeah, if there's no... Yeah, that's the one. All right. <laughs> uh, second game, which we haven't done in a little while, is uh, my favorite mini game for landing bonus round of uh, No Retreat, No Surrender. So, No Retreat, No Surrender is our game uh, based on the film of that name where the neighbor kid just seems way more fun and interesting than the main character, and we wish there was a whole movie about him. So, who is your character in this film you would like to see way more about and less about Russell Crowe? I I got it. I got it. Can I go? Yeah. Yeah. 
Ezra. Okay, so at one point, the the cool senator, uh, like the, the good one, uh, he's about to get arrested, and he's like talking with one of his servants, and he's like, to his servants, like, 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 go inside. And I want to see what the inside of the house looks like, so I want to follow that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Your no retreat, no surrender is his interior design. Yeah, I'm really curious. How what does the senator like, live? Because he looked like he was like feeding some, like some kind of like I don't know bird type things with like a whole bunch of grain. Sure. So he has all the grain, I guess, for now. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so it's just, it's just grain. Is it just like a big granary inside? Is that what it yeah, is? That could just be a just big all stockpile. Grain. Yeah, yeah, grain, grain all the way down. Anyway, that's what I want. Grain uh, and that guy. Uh, I can tell you what movie I want to see. Yeah. Uh, in Gladiator. What I always, what I think, of, <laughs> I was thinking about this last night when I was watching it. Okay, so you know when they're like, okay, we got to kill Russell Crowe. We, so we're going to bring out the best out of retirement. This this right. guy who's undefeated. <laughs> I want to see this guy's movie. This dude who was like a gladiator <laughs> in his prime for 20 years, <laughs> retires undefeated, has a real good life. And then his friends are like, dude, you got one last job. You got to get back in there. You got to show this youngin what's up. Kind of an Ocean's Eleven vibe. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of, like, getting away with the crime, he just gets murked in front of everybody. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I kind of wish I hadn't come out of retirement for this. This this poor fucking bastard. (laughs) He hung up his king. Like, there's there's so many versions of that movie. The athlete who hung his raptors in the thing went home, gets talked in the one last game and wins. But in this one, he just gets fucking murked. <laughs> it's got a little Hunger Games vibe to it, where it's like you've gotten you've been out of the Hunger Games for a while. That you, like, and then they're like, "Up, oh, Hunger Games again!" Right back. That's <laughs> why I thought I was out of the Hunger Games. They called a best of Hunger Games. Oh, it really is. It's just so like that poor guy. <laughs> I just think he's so funny. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I uh, I have a couple things. A couple. I mean, obviously, I wanted to follow those people who just had the trucks full of bread and fruit that they were hugging into the crowd that would be fun yeah. um i uh uh but my, my i think the guy i want to see more about is the guy with the incredibly tall eyebrows who was in charge oh of yeah yelling the narration of the battle to the entire coliseum. Yeah! like i like a good yell narrator is like the like uh he's like from just projecting he's just projecting so yeah. hard it's really impressive some of this movie reminded me of Knight's Tale. Oh, oh I like The Knight's Tale a lot. Yeah. I love The Knight's Tale. Yeah, I have a good, not seen A Knight's Tale. Oh, we should check what? it. It's, it's good, man. It's good. It's like, good. We haven't set the parameters for antiqu- antiquity, so is... Older than now. Is medieval. <laughs> yeah, so medieval a movie... Like, is antique? No, I think medieval. Well, a movie yeah. that didn't Free. come out today. Um, <laughs> like, literally today. Uh, so it's earlier than now. And I always then, think yeah. of it as pre-Shakespeare. Oh, that's good. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Chaucer Chaucer stuff, right? So, yeah, yeah, that's antiquity. Uh, okay. I mean, it's mm. old antiquity. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely. Uh, oh, okay. So, antiquity, according to the internet, may refer to any period before the Middle Ages. So, oh. so medieval times doesn't count. Medieval times literally does uh, not it's count. It's still really good. Anyway, y- y'all should check it out. That's that's yeah, a I'm really curious. fun one. That's a really great one. Does antiqu- can is Asia part of antiquity or so, is it like uh, antiquity mostly Western civilization? So yeah, so uh, uh, the concept of antiquity may refer to any period uh, before the Middle Ages, but still within Western civilization-based human uh. history or prehistory. What? 
Um, this is. I was gonna say because like Asia's doing like hella old stuff in yeah. Yeah. you know at that time they had like rocket chairs already. <laughs> yeah. According to MythBusters, gunpowder. Yeah, they had all that stuff, gunpowder and um, uh, printing. All just... right, you guys get me. I don't like violent movies, yeah. so the movie I want to see is an animated film. <gasps> About those two queer giraffes. A hundred percent, yes. So, oh, I forgot so about the So Proximo, when we're introduced to the slave trader Proximo, he grabs somebody by the nuts and he's like, hey, you sold me these these giraffes and they're not fucking. They must be some queer giraffes. And, and we see him for a second and I'm like, yeah, that's all I want to see for the next two and a half hours of my life. But Man, instead, we got to watch dumb driftwood ass <laughs> Russell Crowe. <laughs> I love the spinoff of two just like kicking at gay giraffes just hanging out. In in like in a Rome. Roman province in the Middle East? Yeah. I also you, like the idea of the of the draft trader where just everywhere he goes, just people like abuse him in some way or another. Like just like yeah. he just he just like just like jokes on you. I have like a like a jock like a medieval like a antique ancient jock strap that I've been wearing, and so he's playing along. But like I like him being like sort of like a cool operator that keeps his like his stones like you know in good condition. I also like that he like sold him two male giraffes, and he's like, "What did you expect was going to happen?" <laughs> What? I thought that's what you were going for. I found. Like, I thought you were you not- an eccentric guy. Yeah. I didn't know you wanted more giraffes. I okay. So I gotta admit, I may have not been paying close, super close attention at that point. The line that I thought I heard was, "You sold me these two giraffes, but they will not paint. You sold me two queer giraffes," and I was like. Man, his expectations of what a giraffe is going to do were like that guy may have oversold and underdelivered on this giraffe. He may have really <laughs> overpromised what a giraffe was capable of. If this That's guy was definitely a painting. shame on proximal kind of situation. If you felt like that, that, that yeah. this, these giraffes will paint your house, yeah. uh, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, not like parts. paint oh, no. a work of art, but they'll just like they'll paint a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, no. I guess I, like in a pre-scaffolding world, you kind of yeah. do need the height of the giraffe, so it's yep. not unreasonable. They are the scissor lifts of the animal kingdom. <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is lightning bonus round. If you want to uh, suggest questions or games for a, a, uh, an upcoming episode of lightning bonus round, go to redashweep.com slash next, where we'll post upcoming topics, and you can uh, suggest games there and comment and also like th- talking points you want to make sure we get to. Um, slash next. Now it's time for our minor compliment. We're going to reverse order. Bree, you're up first. What is your last nice thing you're going to say? about uh, Russell Crowe's Gladiator. I think Spain looks very nice. Mm. <laughs> and... Well done. That's a good Spain. <laughs> good looking Spain. Uh, I wasn't prepared. Nope, perfect. Uh, okay, I'm going to do... I have two mini minor compliments. Um, well, number one is just... I was, As I've mentioned on the show before, I'm a big fan of uh, 99% Invisible, this other podcast uh, about design stuff. And they had an episode just last week that was talking about the Colosseum. And there's all these paintings of the Colosseum from like the 1700s, and the Colosseum is covered in uh, greenery. It's, it's like it's still a, a crumbled, uh, but it's covered in plants. And there's a lot of these plants that are not found anywhere around Rome. And uh, one of the, the theories is that all these weird seeds, these uh, seeds from way far away, were brought there um, on the 
on the fur or in the in the poo of the uh, exotic animals they brought there to fight. So even though these tigers did not survive the gladiating, they left a little piece of their homeland, and so it got overrun with these vines uh, from the Whoa. jungles where the tigers came from. Isn't wow. that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then other minor... So that's just, a, uh, I guess, a shout-out to that. But then my minor compliment is uh, jugglers. Uh, I'm a fan of juggling, and <laughs> there were jugglers all over the place in Rome, which either means that there are a lot of jugglers which is cool. No retreat, no surrender to the jugglers. Or the other option is there's one juggler, but he's got a lot of work. And either way, I'm just super happy that there's so much, so many people getting paid to juggle back in the day. Could it be a third thing that maybe gravity didn't work the way we thought it did in the past? And so or it's just, just like things... walking around holding apples? <laughs> yeah, and they're the just really trying way. to keep the apples from falling to the ground. You know, they just, yeah. they just keep... The, that was what they call a Roman bushel. It's you keep four apples in the air. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, so they didn't know how to just carry a thing. Yeah, You're right. There are at least three options. That is what we have. We have yeah, at least don't three. ever say just one or the other, man. There is definitely at least a third, <laughs> if not a fourth, even more ridiculous one after that. I'm sure there are, but we got to get you to bed. So, Anthony, what is your minor compliment? Uh, I got I got two as well. Uh, one very, very minor. This Watching this movie last night made me remember uh, Kingdom of Heaven, the director's cut, also by Ridley Scott. Very underrated uh hmm. Uh, period piece movie too. Great. Not a lot of people have seen it. Quit sleeping on Kingdom of Heaven. Okay. Make sure you watch the director's cut. It's way better than the theatrical cut. Man. And that's one of my favorite deaths of all time is in Kingdom of Heaven. It's the most brutal <laughs> fucking clever death I've ever seen. It's awesome. Well, you uh, it, uh, and then second, my, mate, my, my, my real minor compliment is the best thing Gladiator has ever given us. I don't know if you guys have heard this story. I have a copy of it. I can send it to you or you can find it online. Uh, but there was a lot of talk about a Gladiator sequel for yeah. a long time mm. after this. Sure. And Hollywood's a crazy place. And at one point, Nick Cave, uh, singer-songwriter, Australian sure. singer-songwriter, got hired to write a script for Gladiator 2 starring Russell Crowe. What? And wow. it, none, it's, of, it's online. none of the words you, you find just it. said are true. Yes, it's absolutely true. This is you can find the script online. Uh, you can find plenty of interviews with Nick Cave being told like they just told me to figure out how to bring Russell Crowe back, and I I did. What? Uh, so what is his script? It's it's batshit crazy. Okay, it opens with Russell Crowe in Elysium, and he meets the gods, and they're like, what? "All right, Rome is now the Christians are now under attack. You have to go back and save them." So they send him back to uh, Rome. There's a huge bunch of battle stuff, and then. He, he defeats the bad guys, and he goes back to heaven, and the gods are like, we need to send you to Vietnam. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they, they send him to World War II, and he becomes a war hero there. They send him to Vietnam, and he wins the Vietnam War for Wait, so America. this is my idea of the, the he leads yes, the Roman army through yeah. time. Like, yes, that's yeah. literally what Nick Cave wrote. This script you and Nick is Cave online. are the same level yeah. of screenwriter. Uh, but it's it's bonkers it's the type of thing that only like russell russell crowe's ego being like no i need to be in the sequel figure it out uh and this is what he came up with and it's it's so crazy it's one of my like uh the nuttiest scripts i've ever read in my entire life i can't suggest trying to find it you can find the pdf online gladiator 2 by nick cave it's the second best thing he ever wrote besides the big red hand um Oh, right, red hand. Red, red, right hand. You got there. Red, right hand. Yeah. You got there. I got there eventually. Uh, Nick Cave. Uh, I mean, 
like Red Right Hand is not even in the top five Nick Cave songs, but um, sure. It was just the one I could think of off the top. Yeah, yeah, you know, I see what you're doing. Uh, but really, everything off Boatman's Call, um, clearly. Um, I just don't think of him as like a guy I would approach to write a movie at all, let alone. He's written a handful, right? He's really? like he's had several movies that have been that he's been like a writer on, I believe. Um, he wrote uh, the screenplay for the proposition. Um, whoa, Nick Cave does not look like how I thought Nick Cave would look. Oh, really? Yeah, he looks, <laughs> he looks fucked up. It doesn't seem like he's in a lot of things. I think I own the proposition. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, I do. I've never seen it, but I think oh. I have that DVD of that somewhere. Interesting. Yep. I really like Nick Cave. That's, this is a fascinating turn uh, of events that I was not <laughs> expecting right here. Yeah, it's you should find that script. It's Whoa. it's so fucking bonkers. Good for him. Uh, All right, I like it. Yeah, uh, Ezra, that leaves you. What's your minor compliment? And last nice thing anyone's going to say about Gladio? Okay, so this is going to like take a quick detour, I think. But um, so <laughs> good. Cause uh, you've been so grounded so far. It's about right, time. right, right. Okay, so uh, I um I had like. Uh, I was really, really lucky to get to see like a talk uh, by uh, Meg LaFauve, who uh, wrote uh, Inside Out. Um, And she was sort of like talking about basically like when I think at at another point she had like written some of the things and the way she had worked, I think, with her partner uh, to try to figure out uh, like when they wanted to to pitch a script. Um, You want to find a specific actor that you want to pitch to is what what her thinking was. And in order to do that, basically there's kind of like a master story um, that all actors kind of follow, um, like that they help. <coughs> Sorry, I'm like all uh, itchy in my throat. Oh, okay. This is <coughs> unrelated. Like you're this stirring is not up for- about this really boring no, story. No, <laughs> I don't care about it that much. I'm just coughing. It doesn't. It's ruining my bit. Um, no. Okay, I think I'm back. Um, uh, it's really, yeah, really non-emotional. Just, just allergetic. Um, it's not seem that emotional. I know, right? Okay, no. So Sounds basically, cool. she's. Yeah, well, so she was saying basically, so if they, when they figure out who they wanted to pitch to, uh, like they would sort of like watch a bunch of their movies and sort of like make notes of like when the different things happened, essentially. Um, and like you kind of get like a master like arc, basically, of like all the movies basically follow the same rough, rough formula um, and the rough storyline. What she said for Mel Gibson was um, basically like, uh, basically like someone wrongs them and they have like the, like, he has like full reign to uh, to seek revenge, like uh, like uh, like, and be like moral about it, essentially. Uh, like so, someone like you know, like like kills like their family, and like he can do whatever he wants to get back at them. Right. Um, and she was noticing that basically, like you know that, and Russell Crowe basically took the same uh, you know took the same thing, uh, and like has the same storyline. Um, and like she's wicked smart because it turns out IMDb uh, like originally this uh, the Maxis role was like pitched to Mel Gibson uh, and Russell Crowe took it. So like she really understands her uh, revenge story plot lines and, and what those, uh, what those actors she are going really understands for. Mel Gibson. Yeah. She really, at the very yeah. least really gets Mel Gibson. Uh, so Which yeah, might not be the healthiest thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, oh, I'm going to say that this is just like one inside of many that she has. She, let's say she gets everyone as well. as She gets Mel Gibson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's definitely say that. But yeah, I mean, so basically, if you ever want to like, you know, like you know, pitch a, a, a screenplay to a certain actor, just watch everything they do and figure out like what's the same movie they keep on making over and over okay. again, and then write that movie, yes. and they'll love it. Your family gets murdered, but you're a math genius at the same time. <laughs> you're gonna math them to death. Wait, Good Will Hunting. <laughs> oh, uh, Beautiful Mind. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Wait, a- Anthony, am I uh, uh, right in thinking that I liked some of Mel Gibson's movies? Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I, like, you know, separating the o- from the Otis is no, I don't something like to do personal that, for everyone. But I do remember, th- like, at the time, thinking that Apocalypto was really fun. Am I? Yeah, am I, I, I love Apocalypto. I think Apocalypto is okay. a phenomenal movie. Mel Gibson's a piece of garbage, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I don't support any of his movies, like, going forward. Right. Uh, but I, I think uh, it's a shame that, like, uh, all of his first big uh, arrest and all of that stuff came out right when Apocalypto came out. Because I think if it didn't, that movie would just be considered a classic and everyone would really like it. I, I think it's a great film. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm all for not supporting him. I don't mean, I don't yeah. like separating art from artists necessarily. It's yeah. not something I'm good at. But I just remember liking that and wondering if I'm weird yeah. for it. You can always go steal Maverick, and that's <laughs> taking money away. Also, Maverick, great film. It's Maverick is pretty, pretty fun, fun yeah. yeah. Jodie Foster being cute and southerny and outsmarting the boys. And one yeah. of those classic poker movies where he's like, Royal Flush. Yeah, I, yeah. and I, I like a movie that ends with people looking at penises, and that's where that ends. Yeah, doesn't really? that movie end with him bathing with oh, his dad? yeah. <laughs> and then and Jodie Foster takes the money and looks at Wangs, and then she leaves crosses them and then that's why she's gay now just kidding (laughs) (laughs) okay so here's my pitch it's a cartoon it's jodie foster and two giraffes they have a parade (laughs) (laughs) it's a short parade (laughs) all right uh that is it for our show everybody uh, it's the end, so we're all going to look at some wangs, and then we're done. Uh, we will be back next week. Jantiquity is continuing with more ancient things to be announced soon. Uh, so that's coming up next <laughs> it week. It really seems like you're going to yeah, this share something. going to be replaced by whatever we decide the topic is for next week, but Jantiquity is continuing. Um, and if this part doesn't get replaced, it's because we haven't decided by the time the editing happens, but there will be a show. It always happens. Uh, so... Keep sticking around. And if you're a meat buddy, keep voting on your Jantiquity topics. Um, if you want to become a meat buddy, you can do that. Any donation of any amount, um, even just a dollar a month, would be really helpful to us. So, um, Or you could do $10 a month, the same price as the New York Times or all recorded music ever. So I don't know if we're in that ballpark, but if not, <laughs> I get it. Um, so, but anyway. Except for a lemonade. Right. You oh, can't get everything. You, yeah. can't, you can't get lemonade. Oh, lemonade was the... title only baby title only oh man uh although i choked up by this it's just still coughing (laughs) (laughs) so moved by title and the gets me title (laughs) failing streaming services just really get me (laughs) he just wanted uncompressed audio is that so wrong (laughs) just blacklist file format i did uh i did go see jay-z when he was here and they were handing out a card for like 17 years of free title uh they really want you to join um anyway uh thanks for being here get some sleep and i hope you feel better at ezra fox thank you and (laughs) at anthony lopez part two thanks for having me and uh uh brie pruitt at brie pruitt with two t's on twitter uh my pleasure thank you alex thank you for uh saying the things about Russell Crowe that we needed to hear. The hard Watching track. another shitty movie for your podcast that I hate? A long Just give one. me one that I love. What's the one well, you want? Like, yeah. Call your shot. The, the, you made me watch that one by The Rock that nobody else liked that I kind of liked, so that, I guess, is yeah. that counts. That yeah. was good. What was that? 
can't remember. No, yeah. <laughs> really moving. Yeah. Um, well, okay, that's fair enough. This is a this is a point you've earned it. Give me a rom com, huh? Okay, let's do it. You have a favorite? Do, do something from the Kate Hudson oeuvre or something else? I actually really like um, Kissing a Fool. I like Jason Lee. Um, okay. Yeah, not to gender like that. This already so badly. Oh, I also have an idea for Jantiquity. How about Medea? Ooh, just yeah. straight up read it. So. <laughs> Medea is a play from antiquity, yeah, right? Yes. And then, and a story from it. Oh, antiquity. wait, are you thinking the other but Medea? The other Medea is technically spurned from that, uh, uh, like foundational concept. So I think huh. it counts. I mean, we could also okay. So what if we do like a, yeah, we do both, right? We like so we we read actual Medea and then we also watch <laughs> Medea. But we do a Medea doubleheader. Do we also watch um, something featuring Medea as played by Tyler Perry? That's no, that's what, what that's, what, that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so does she have a, a movie too? A the, no, so we, we read the Medea, like right. the, the original Greek play, and then we watch the Tyler Perry Medea movie. Yeah. Medea goes that's to jail? The, uh, the, probably the first Medea. Oh, okay. It's just Medea. Oh, okay. I, for some and reason, then, it was not coming up when I was searching for this. It was real confusing, so I didn't know the movie. It's probably Tyler Perry's Medea. Okay. As the title. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, how about Medea movie lists in order? There's a lot of them. There's uh, a lot of them. Okay, Although so The first movie is called Diary of a Mad Black Woman. And then oh. Five, and then Medea's Family Reunion. And then Meet mm-hmm. the Browns, then Medea Goes to Jail, and then I Can Do Bad All Myself, Medea's Big Happy Family, Medea's Witness Protection, A Medea Christmas 2013. Oh my god, there are a lot of these movies. How many of them do you want to watch, Brie? I, no, no, no. This is for y'all. This is for your Oh, you're not going to be a buddy. part of this? Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a suggestion that the Meat Buddies can run with. There's also uh, Boo, A Medea Halloween, and Boo 2, That's the new A one. Medea Halloween. Yeah. Oh, neck and and this coming in 2018, a Medea family funeral. Wow! Wow! Get into it. All of this is coming soon. That last one sounds like you just threatened Medea. (laughs) (laughs) And coming this year, Medea, a family funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Look out, Medea. Well, if that happens, you'll hear about it here. Uh, Keep uh, keep with us. It, It might be worth it in the long run. All right, thank you guys so much. Bye.